This is the NBA drawing a line and saying, look, th this is it. We're not going to allow this anymore. It has to be uh, a, fair, a fair trade. Yeah, I understand. But again, that's, you know, it's now the power of the players. Players right. have a, a power so far as movement is concerned. If you are a Portland fan, and I'm going to let you be the Portland fan, are you upset that Dame Lillard wants to leave right now? Or has he been a good enough soldier that you can, you can say, Dame, you need to go someplace? The big girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. Ah. All right, it's another episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. I am Joe Pavone, joined by Cedric Maxwell as the offseason continues. Max, he said yes, all right? Is all the concern about Jalen Brown not staying in Boston? Well, he said yes, or as you said, he took the money, right? You were telling him last episode, take the money, Jalen, take that dough. And that's exactly what he did. The Celtics and Jalen Brown got the fully guaranteed Supermax. We'll, of course, get uh, get into that. Uh, but first and foremost, Max, I want to get your opinion on uh, what's going on with Damian Lillard and the situation with uh, his agent and a new report coming out of, you know, from, from Chris Haynes of, of Yahoo Sports. And, of course, this episode of the Cedric Maxwell podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. Head to FanDuel.com slash Boston. You can bet just 20 bucks and land up to $200 in bonus bets, win or lose, when you head to FanDuel.com slash Boston. Powered by FanDuel, of course, our episodes Always here on the Cedric Maxwell, powered by FanDuel. That's FanDuel.com slash Boston. Sign up today if you haven't already. So, report about Damian Lillard and this new situation with the NBA. According to uh, Yahoo Sports' Chris Haynes, NBA sending a memo to all teams, all 30 teams, saying that pretty much, look, suggesting any suggestion from Lillard's camp that Lillard will not fully perform services if he's not traded to the Miami Heat, there will be a penalty for that. And, of course, out of Lillard's cam, they're like, we would do no such thing, right, Max? They're saying, man, we would never do something like that. But that hasn't been – that's not the case according to various reports that have suggested that Goodwin has put the word out to all teams saying, don't even think about it, okay? He's only going to go to Miami. We only want to feel calls from the Miami Heat. What do you think about that? Um, well, you know, I think that that probably is true. Uh, you know, you, you talked before, you said about Anthony Davis – when the Celtics were thinking about, you know, making an, uh, making an offer and getting him to come to Boston for possibly Jalen Brown. Um, but, and, and essentially what you heard from his camp was, I'm not interested in going anyplace, but the Lakers. And, uh, you know, this is a player's league now. And the player wants to go a certain place. Normally that player is going to end up there, especially if he's a high power player. Uh, Dame Lillard has been an, an, an all-star over and over again. Um, it, it, it's just in order for Miami to get him, it's going to have to be another team. It's going to have to be involved because I don't think that Portland is going to get enough assets that they're going to say, hey, we'll give you – Dame, we'll send you down to Florida and we'll get um, – Tyler Hero, and maybe a couple other pieces. If you're not putting Bam in that deal, I don't think that Portland is going to bite. And on top of that, Portland, Miami doesn't have a lot of first-round draft picks. So teams that have draft picks and, and movable parts might be a place like Oklahoma, 
Uh, it could be Brooklyn, who has multiple picks now after you know Kevin Durant leaves. Those teams are going to have to be involved as a third party to, you know, shepherd that forward and, and, and kind of make that happen. Very much like you think Porzingis. You know, the Celtics didn't do it by themselves. They had another team to do it with Memphis and then, mm-hmm. then Washington won this and, and then finally the Celtics got what they wanted. So I, I think that, that that does happen. So let's do the old wink, wink and say it's not happening, but we know behind the scenes you know, where Dame Blowett wants to go, will he get there at the end of the day is going to be a whole nother question. Right. And you said that perfectly, Max, because, again, like you just said, this has happened before, and it's been happening for years throughout the NBA. I think this is the the league's, uh, you know, attempt to try to stop this kind of thing where uh, teams or, or players, rather, who aren't even free agents or anywhere near it at the end of their contract mm-hmm. are saying, look, I want to be traded. This is where I want to be traded to. Get it done. And essentially, that's what happened. That's what happened in the past. What happened with guys like, you know, Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal with his trade clause, I guess it's a different situation, but it's the same sort of setup, right? Where it's like he he has to want to go somewhere before you trade him. And it doesn't matter if he signed a Supermax extension, which is essentially the Supermax was created to, to convince superstars to stay with their team, you know, to, to, to stick it out. And Damian Lillard has been the great example of that. He's, he's been on spoken on the record saying that I'm the kind of guy that wants this to happen here in Portland and whatever. Look, he wants out. That's I, I, I get that. I, I'm not against Lillard on that on, on that front. However, directing where you go and doing your best to do that and agents getting involved and all that. I just don't think again, this is the NBA drawing a line and saying, look, th- this is it. We're not going to allow this anymore. Has to be a fair, a fair trade. Yeah, I understand, but again, that's you know, it's now the power of the players. Players right. have a, a power. So far, as movement is concerned. If you are a Portland fan, and I'm gonna let you be the Portland fan, are you upset that Dave Lillard wants to leave right now, or has he been a good enough soldier that you can you can say, Dave, you need to go someplace? And and you know, who was it from? Um, who was it? Was it um, with the with the Bruins at that time? Decided that he was going to go and he played with uh, the Colorado Rockies, um, and he was in his last year. Bork, Ray Bork, oh, Ray Bork. yeah, Bork, Bork, yeah, 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 yeah. And no, you the, said you said uh, they they applauded him. The Colorado Avalanche, Avalanche. They, yeah, Carl, Colorado Avalanche. And when he he went there. You know, Boston fans were happy for him. And he, they were just as happy when he won the Stanley Cup. If right. you were a fan of a, if I'm going to make you a, a fan of the Portland Trailblazers, would you be happy to let Dame go if you're a fan? I would be, to be honest with you, Max, from from their point of view, I would be, I, I'd get it. I'd be understanding about it. But I would say, okay, well, get this thing done sooner rather than later. And I wouldn't like the whole, like, oh, it has to be Miami. Because I'm, if I'm a fan, I'm saying, wait a minute. Like, there has to be – you have to meet them in the middle somewhere, right? There has to be enough assets or, or at least a, a player that you're crazy about in coming back in return. You know what I mean? And, and people could – I mean, you could compare it to the Garnett situation in the sense of, like, the window and the kind of guard that Lillard is. I mean, realistically, uh, let me ask you, Max. Like, how many years do you think he has to play that high-level basketball when you think about it in that sense, you're like, okay, look, I get it. You wanna you wanna go out and win a championship in the next two, three years. You don't think it can happen here, that's fine. But this whole like force your way to Miami, I wouldn't be crazy about that. I, I really wouldn't. I would say, look, get the best deal, get it done, 
And if it's not Miami, then so be it. You know, another there's other contenders out there that that could offer a better deal, if you ask me. Well, I think they could, but you know, ultimately that's where he wants to go. Brooklyn, uh, you're, you're asking, you're asking me how many years I think he has. At least a couple more good, really good years. Uh, right. Yeah, the last thing for shooters to do, that's the last thing that goes on a basketball player. He isn't a leaper or a jumper. He isn't necessarily be, he's strong and he's, you know, effectively quick, but he's not, you know, flying by you right now. But his ability to shoot the ball from distance with range is, there's not a lot of guys. I mean, you think about him, you think about Steph Curry. Those are the only two guys right now who I would say will be, you know, beyond, beyond the arc, you know, almost at half court when they pull up. So, right. you know, you look at them and I go, okay, I, I, I get it. I get it. But um, it's going to be an interesting process to see what happens. And the NBA would love to control the, the narrative, but I just don't think you can. I think, I think that, <laughs> that bunny rap has already been out the box and you ain't going to get it back in the box right now. <laughs> you can say what you want to say, but, if he goes where he wants to go, what are you going to say then? I mean, the only one you remember one time, Chris Paul wanted to go to the L.A. Lakers. Yeah. And, but at that time, the NBA came in and they were the owners of mm-hmm. the New Orleans Pelicans. So yep. they decided where he was going to go. And they circumvented, you know, the, his, his thoughts, his process of where he wanted to go. And they got the best deal for the Pelicans in what they end up getting later on. Right, right, and so, and some Lakers fans are are still pissed off about that to this mm-hmm. day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good example. I, I guess you just answered my next question, Nick. I was going to ask you: Does this thing and is this inevitable? Is it get done, or is this is the NBA's way of saying you're not going to Miami anymore? I think it gets done. I think Portland is going. Portland is motivated, and get the young kid. His name is his name Scoop Scoop Henderson, or is it Scoop, the young yeah, kid? Yeah, Scoop Henderson. Yeah, and that that they want that to be his team. And if he's playing essentially the same position as Dame Lillard, I would want to make room so he could grow faster than later. Mm-hmm. Would I want him to learn from Dame? Yeah, if, if that's the case. But if I'm trying to speed the process up with him getting into the NBA and, and getting um, uh, equipped to what they do, I think that yeah. you're getting acclimated. I think I would I would make that move and, and say, okay. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, right. we can do it, but we, we need to get assets back in return. That's all I'd say. Right, right. You, you got to make sure you get more. Uh, I, I'm asking for it. If I'm them, man, I'm asking for like four future first. I'm asking for everything, man. Like, if, well, you, if, you, if this you dude, can't get it from, but you can't get it from, you can't get it from Miami. Miami can't get yeah. what they, they can't give you what they don't have. That's right. why, that's why I'm saying if he goes, it's going to be one of those teams I said before is going to do Miami a favor and jump in there and yeah. facilitate, give some picks up and move in there. Right. And there are two teams, Brooklyn, who's in there, you would think, would be having an opportunity. And the other team is Oklahoma. OKC, got, they got a, a ass low full of players, young players. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, yeah, they got too many, Max. You can't sign all these guys. Yeah, yeah you're right. Gildress Alexander, you know, you think of him being there, all those younger players that got, they just drafted a couple of kids, you right. know, um, Giddy, 
they 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 got a they got a ton of of, of, of players, and they're going to have to move some players to just kind of balance some things out for them. So yeah, I, I think that you know they would probably be the team that's going to be in on this whole deal. Right, right, no question. Well, Max, like I said from the top of the episode, man, the ink the, the ink dried on that super max contract extension for Jalen Brown, three hundred and six. 304, excuse me, million, a uh, five-year deal, uh, fully guaranteed, no player option at the tail end of this deal, but it's still historic. The, the, the biggest sign in NBA history around. Your, your reaction, Max. And he also had a special shout-out to Marcus Smart saying that not going to quite be the same without him and that he will miss one of his brothers, as he called them. And uh, and, and that's when he talked about the defense, saying, look, we, we have to make sure the defense, you know, uh, we, we, we do our part, and, and especially uh, – Jalen, right? He's got he's a big part of that. Well, what I saw from Jalen, which I really liked, and I read a comment when she said, You haven't seen my best yet. Mm-hmm. And you were a second team all all being NBA and you're gonna improve. And the areas he has to improve on, obviously, is ball handling, not turning the basketball over, uh, decision making in that part, but everything else he had a, he had a banner year. Um I was just as it, it, it just almost it, it's just so funny to see that you had the the ownership group was around and they were applauding man they were mm. applauding giving away 300 million like here you go <laughs> it's a celebration let's go that's what i'm talking about so you you have to be welcome but you know the thing that you know like i know is What's the next deal that's going to fall? And that's going to be Tatum. Tatum's going to be an even bigger deal. And the deals are going to get bigger. The only thing that concerns me about that is you got all these massive deals. What's going to happen to the the mid-level players? Or are there mid-level players? And then you have to fill your roster with minimum minimum wage players for the NBA, which is going to be probably around about $2 million. And when not thumbing our nose up at that, but for the NBA, that's you, you're 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 kind of on skid row when you say yeah. you're making two million dollars compared to a teammate making 30 million, 40 million, 50 million, 60 million, whatever it is of the upcoming year. And he said, which I love, was Jalen Brown said, no pressure. He said, mm. I, I perform best in those situations. So I'm looking forward to having a great year. For him to have a great year, um, obviously, you know, he's going to be a mark because you can't be the highest paid player in the NBA and think for a minute that everything you do on the floor or off the floor, you're not going to be uh, scrutinized because yeah. that is going to happen. And um, one of the coolest dudes around said he wants to his said he wants his money to impact the community. He wants oh, to bring man. he wants to bring the community <laughs> up with him. Uh, you know, he already has his uh, his uh, his line juice. Uh, juice foundation. Yep. The shirt, and, the line, the foundation. Now he's talking about Black Wall Street, Max. I love yeah. that. So I mean, smart kid handles the money. And here's the biggest thing about it. it's not gonna be his last contract. He'll be he'll be around, you know, years generational wealth. Yeah, yeah this, this is unbelievable. But I, I I like where he's going with it. I like what the Celtics are doing. And we've gotten past the, oh, my God, what's going on? 
you know, like you and I were saying, like he said, I got a commitment <laughs> in a foreign country to do what? They pay you, you make sure. 300 million, and I'm not playing a basketball game. I'm doing nothing that I was going to get hurt, had an opportunity to get hurt. I mean, I'm not even walking up steps about him. I'm, I'm, on one of them, I'm on one of those chair elevators like the old people like me get in if I'm going up steps going up or down until I sign that contract. Because, Being bubble wrap. You know, yeah, because, I mean, that's just that's just how it is. We've seen guys go yeah. out and get injured or something crazy happens just before they sign the new deal. Uh, who was it? The, the guy, Miles, that was here in Charlotte. Uh, he was about to sign a new, you know, break the bank deal. And, you know, he had a domestic violence thing. And he's yeah, suspended the next 30 games or whatever it is once he comes back from being, from really missing the whole year. And when you miss a whole year of basketball, NBA basketball, that, that's, that's a killer because the game has evolved. You need to change your game. And you're never going to simulate playing against other guys in regulate and in, in, in pickup games the way you would in the NBA games. So I'm, I'm going to be really interested to see how he comes back and, and plays for Charlotte. But uh, so far as Brown is concerned, I'm good with that. Uh, I just yeah. keep hearing all the other names which are being floating, floating around about, you know, who can come in and who can do this. And I'm, I'm going to love to see what the tail end of the bench is going to look like this year. Yeah, we have to wait and see if this is a championship roster. I mean, you look at the core. Uh, they're, they're the top heavy, to say the least, right? But I think the Celtics have done a good job of keeping these guys in line in terms of what their, when their contracts expire, right? You got mm-hmm. two, at least two seasons, three really, with uh, assuming, you know, things go well, of that core, right? Robert Williams mm-hmm. is in there as well. Derek White. I mean, all these guys are under contract. So I think that's a big part of this. But, yeah, Max, I'm glad you brought up what, what uh, Jalen said about the community because, I mean, when – have you ever seen an NBA player that after signing a big contract like that or any big contract talking about wealth inequality? I say that in Boston, the city of Boston, of course, that hit home myself. Right? I grew up in Mattapan, High Park area. I went to school out in the suburbs. So I, I start firsthand. There's a big difference, right, in, in terms of wealth inequality. And we had so many conversations about that. And, and I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to bring it up, you know, before you did. <laughs> Yeah, I think that he he's in he's in good shape with the community already. He's already said, "Hey, I want to be here." Uh, he's made that happen. It wasn't like Kyrie Irving at the end of the day, and he said, "Hey, I want to be here. If you guys want me, I want to be here." In the right, end, right. Left. But in his case, the Celtics had leverage. How so? You might say, Max, because nobody else could pay him the supermax money except that's the big. Yeah, so the only one could pay him the supermax money and the NBA contracts the way they are now. You cannot sign a guy to a supermax contract and then trade him right after you sign him with the contract. That that's not going to happen. So to get his bag, he had to be with the Celtics at least for a year or two or whatever it is. But now the Celtics seem like they have the cards when they can say it doesn't work out in a year. You know, he, they would have opportunity to move a uh, move a move an amazing asset if that was the case. But I'm looking forward to him being here for a, a long time. I'm just really I want to know how Porzingis is going to fit into this thing. 
I'm just, mm-hmm. just really curious, you know, and, and does it retard the development of Rob Williams? Rob Williams not being a starter now. But they're saying, hey, Al Horford's going to be the starter. So does that retard Rob Williams' growth as a player? Right. I'm, I'm just uh, Especially after those after those those workout videos we saw, Max. I know you want to see that in, in you know, firsthand. You, you want to see that in a regulation game. You don't want to see that in an empty gym. Yeah. Yeah, you know, against someone that's that's less than six feet, shorter than six feet, as as Sherrod said last episode. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm I I just want to know how he's going to develop. I think that Derek White's development as a player and a defender probably made it more possible to move Marcus Smart mm-hmm. uh, because he was borderline. I don't think he was good defensively as Marcus Smart. But offensively, we know he was a more consistent shooter. Um, so I think that's when it gave them an opportunity to move Marcus and uh, let him go someplace else. Well, Max, not everyone is crazy about this deal. Not everyone agrees with it. Uh, according to Zach Lowe, and I'd love to hear your take on this, uh, he said on his podcast, I've had a couple of people in, a, in opposing front office offices uh, tell me something along the lines, are Celtics really going to pay the third or fourth or fifth Best player, all this money. He said that on a July 25th podcast. The fifth, what? Fifth best player on your team? Yeah. Are you he's the, your he's, he's or clearly, he's clearly the second. I'm not sure how he's getting that, but clearly he's the second best player on your team. Which executive is saying that? I mean, it, do you really think a handful of executives out there are thinking that Jalen's the third or fourth best player on this team? I don't get that. All right, let's go down the line. Who would who would be better than Jalen? It's who one guy, Taylor. Who would be Tatum? And after that, possibly Porzingis, but he hasn't even. Somebody been. was loving Derek White in the Houston Conference Finals or something, man. Not, I don't know. I, I, that's the only way I can. Not that you're gonna say that he is better than Jalen Brown. He's a more right. important to, to this team. So it's going to be those things that they're going to happen right now. The the dominoes which have to fall at the end. Uh, you know who and and I keep seeing. Over and over again, where's James Harden going to go? Is he going to go back mm. to Philly? He's been dangled out there. James Harden might go to the Clippers. He might be here. Where is he going at the end? So, I mean, you're not going to have James Harden uh, uh, playing alongside Westbrook again, are you? So, yeah. I mean, these pieces which are out here, which are movable in this league, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens at the end of the day, because it also seems like, you know, um, Toronto is having a fire sale. You get really Van Vliet. Uh, is Siakam behind him? Is he going to be the next piece? And you're thinking about, you know, making an uh, uh, overhaul of what you do. So that that's going to be kind of um, then I got to give out and then I got to stop for a minute. That's the team to look out for. Yeah, I'm gonna have to stop for a minute and give a my condolences also to Adrian Griffin. Uh, his son, his grandson, passed away. Uh, and Adrian Griffin, I know a lot of people don't know this, but Adrian Griffin now, who who uh, is now the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, mm-hmm. he was a player that I had had under my tutelage when I was in the W, when I was in the, uh, about to say the WNBA, but not, when I was in the, uh, the, the, the what, what league would I say that would be? When I coached the Long Island Surf. 
There was a it was the summer league league of players who weren't coming to the NBA. I know that uh, it was big three plus. big three plus. That's what I should say. But I happened to coach Adrian Griffin uh, his first year, and I really liked him. He's so solid, and he's been so nice to me. So for us to just stop for a minute and give our prayers and our thoughts out to Adrian as a, as a person and as a grandfather to have lost a, a grandchild. That to me was really big. Yeah, absolutely. That's terrible. Yeah. Uh, thoughts and prayers to, to Adrian Griffin and his family for sure, man. That's, that's yeah, man. I, I didn't, I didn't know about that. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say just one last thing about the Zach Lothe uh, comment or what he what was said on his podcast rather, but the executives, uh, Kevin Garnett replies to that saying, huh? Braun, KD, Steph Curry, they play for Boston now? What the F? <laughs> I love these little two cents that he's been putting in on certain certain things when his names are popped up. <laughs> Kevin Garnett, man, is – I've seen part of his podcast. Eventually, guys, we're going to have him on with us. I had him on the Celtic podcast uh, a couple of years ago. It was him and um, Paul were on. And um, – I wasn't supposed to ask him about Ray. And you know me, I was like, so KD, KG, when are you going to ask Ray? First question. When are you going to get this thing tight? He said, Max, come on, man. I said, no, no, man. I said, you are the godfather, man. You're the godfather. And to see that happen the way it did was was, was great to me. To see him develop, though, as not only, uh, you know, but he's become this media personality, man, at that He's almost much. He he's much must see, must see TV. He yeah. he reminds me a lot of. Uh, he reminds me of Charles Barkley, but in a, um, a unfiltered way. Yeah, yeah, that's you a good way to put it. Yeah. He's, uh, his mouth. He, he, a sailor would start start blushing if if they listen to the Kevin Garnett, some of his podcasts and some of the things. You are you so I I I have loved watching him and some of the things he had to say about certain people. Yeah, I can't get enough of it. I love the commentary, especially on Twitter. You know, he just chimes in on the topics, gets it out there. And, uh, yeah, man, he's, he's, he's at the same. He's musty TV. Like you said. But, all right, last thing, Max, I want to give a shout-out to uh, uh, for Celtics fans, not even, I'm going to say a certain age, uh, of certain generations. What Mike Gorman's meant to the Celtics broadcast over the last 35 plus years, I mean, it, it's unbelievable. And now Mike has announced that this upcoming year, uh, an article with Jared Weiss of The Athletic, that it will be his last. This is it. This is the last year. He's hoping that the Celtics could get it done. And they could ride off with the championship uh, with him calling these games. So uh, big shout out to Mike Gorman. And I just want to get you to your two cents on that, man. Like, what do, you, what do you think about that? Mike Gorman walking away. Well, Mike, the fact that Mike came to the Celtics in 1981. That was the year I was in the finals in the NBA. Uh, finals in the NBA. Is that right? Wow. The MVP finals, finalists. And I'm just like amazed that he's been around this long, this commentary, uh, his professionalism, uh, you know, to go on for years now and to tutor other people. I've had a chance to do a couple of games with him, uh, to tutor me, to tutor scale, uh, mm-hmm. you know, not a nicer, more accommodating guy. Uh, he goes out of his way to give you room. Uh, the thing I love about Mike Gorman, he's never, he's never been bigger than the game or approachable. Um, and hearing Mike, I love his comments. Even he's told me things, and he, 
And I've always used this one line that he gave me. He said, what his father told him. He said, Mike, never miss an opportunity to say nothing. And that has just resonated with me over the years. I, I haven't used it that much because I'm always talking, but just to, just to, <laughs> That's why I stuck with you. That's why yeah, I stuck with you, right? <laughs> yeah, but just to hear Mike say that and his father to say that, it means if you're quiet, then you're going to be get the opportunity to maybe learn a lot more than right. your opinion and what you might have to say. And if you take that information, then I think Mike's done a great job. Um, Mike says this is last year, but Mike said that was his last year a couple of years ago. He said it was a year mm-hmm. this year I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Not coming back, but if he decides to go out in the sunset and the Celtics give me a, a hearty Mike, Mike Gorman uh, push off and win the championship, it would be it would be poetic justice. I'll say that. I mean, man, growing up watching Celtics games, I mean, this guy is part of my childhood and and all because the Celtics continue to become a champion eventually in 2008. Yeah, you know, and for I'm excited for his flowers all season long. I'm glad he's doing this. You know, I'm glad he didn't do this, you know, at the end of a season saying, look, guys, that was it. You know, I'm out of here. So he gets flowers. We'll get that farewell. And hopefully this can get that proper send off. Like, like, like you said, man. And you said it, you said it perfectly too, man. Mike's the kind of guy He'll give you a few minutes about anything, man, whether it's uh, the NBA, whether it's Celtics history, or even – I remember before game talking about movies with Mike. Movies that he needs to go see after I uh, I was trashing on that Salem movie. What's it called? When he's a, he's a bookie or whatever, he's in debt. What was well, the Adam Sandler movie a few years ago? Oh, I'm not an Adam Sandler person, so I would – It was supposed to be like his first serious role to get him like an award, but um, – Something – Uncut Gems, great performance, Adam Sandler, but I thought it was a terrible movie. And, and Mike and I talked about that. We joked about that. He was like, man, I'm going to make sure I never see this movie after hearing what you had to say about it. Like, why was this so bad? So, yeah, I mean, like, that's just an example, man. He's a Dorchester guy, you know, grew up in Boston like myself. So I'm, of course, okay. a huge fan. And, and I'm happy. I'm happy he's going to get his flowers this season, man. Look, I just saw a movie the other day, and I don't know if I should recommend it or not, but um, Chris, Rock, Chris Rock was in the movie, and it was off the series of the movie called Saw, you know, where they, the guy kills all these people, has them in these little, you know, situations where they're about to die. Chris Rock was a detective. Oh, Saw, yes, yes. In New yes, York. Okay, okay. I was, and, and Samuel Jackson was in the movie. How is that? That's a great movie. It was. It wasn't a bad movie, but it was just Mm kind of odd seeing him in those those positions as a. uh, I'm supposed to be more of a uh, serious actor in a serious bit, and right uh, every time you get the comic, get the comic relief in there. Every time you say something, I want that. Like I want to kill that person. I want to go ha ha ha. I wanted to laugh, but uh, you know those movies. I, I gotta give those brothers props for, for just what they, you know, what they've done. So yeah, Spiral. That was the name of the movie, Spiral. Yeah, Here, yeah here's the great. thing that you know I just recently learned that looking at that book behind you, other than my books, and I'm looking at Ray Allen. Ray Allen is about Ray Allen is going to be 48 years ago. 48 years old. 
Yeah, yeah. He put I, was, on Instagram. I was just, yeah. I was just kind of surprised that you know, because and Ray still looks as young as ever because he runs every day. But man, shout out to Ray, young forty-eight. Absolutely, happy birthday, Ray Allen, man. Yeah, that's very cool. He put up a bunch of pictures from years, childhood, high school, college, all that. So yeah, he's giving himself. It's a reflective post, and I, I like that because he has a lot of good stuff to say. So check that out if you haven't it's on his Instagram. Uh, this episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast brought to you by FanDuel. Head to FanDuel.com slash Boston. Don't miss out on those bonus bets. And, of course, you already know, we'll be back next week with a brand-new episode and a very, very special guest. Max, I don't know if you want to uh, tease it or not, but I'll leave it up to you. Oh, he played football for the New England Patriots. And he was a, uh, he's in there. My generation. Yeah, he, he's in their, 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 their ring, their circle of honor. Uh, we're going to try to have him on. We'll talk a little bit about the, the running back position in the NFL and his, um, his take on Jalen Brown's $300 million contract. So, guys, have a good one. We'll holler at you later. See you guys then.